The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the Houston Cougars from 1962 to 1992, an offensive machine like no other in modern-day football. Houston's first season was in 1946. The program is a relatively new one in the annals of college football history with no national championships and one Heisman Trophy winner. But for one 30-year stretch, they were an offensive machine that put up yards and points at breakneck speed, even compared to today's high-octane offenses. In the 1960s, it was Houston's vaunted Veer offense and its running game that took the nation by storm. By the 1980s, it was Houston's vaunted run-and-shoot and was their passing attack that took the nation by storm. Today, we look at this remarkable 30-year stretch. It all began in 1962 when the program hired Bill Yeoman. Bill Yeoman coached the Cougars from 1962 to 1986. He was then followed by Jack Pardee, who coached for three seasons from 1987 to 1989, and then by John Jenkins, who coached for three seasons from 1990 to 1992. For this 30-year stretch, these three coaches put up numbers, points, yards, and touchdowns at a frenetic, frenetic rate. Let's start with the Bill Yeoman years. Bill Yeoman coached the Cougars from 1962 to 1986. Coach Yeoman posted a 160, 108-8 record and won 59% of his games. Coach Yeoman was an innovator and invented the Veer offense, which influenced college football offenses throughout the 60s and 70s. In 1976, in Houston's first year in the Southwest Conference, Coach Yeoman's Cougars tied for the Southwest Conference Championship. In all, his teams won four Southwest Conference Championships, went to four Cotton Bowls. Coach Yeoman is in the College Football Hall of Fame. Now, what led Coach Yeoman to design the VRT offense? Well, in Coach Yeoman's second and third seasons, the Cougars went 4-14-1, and they were held to a touchdown or less seven times and were shut out three times. Now, 1965 rolls around. The Cougars lost their first two games, and they were shut out in both. And that made five shutouts in the last 20 games. So Yeoman employed a new scheme where linemen read and then had the option to leave defenders and the quarterback had the option of a halfback dive or to pitch the ball. And this perplexing scheme and thus his version of the triple option was born. What did he call this offense? The Veer. Yeoman invented the Veer option as a triple option attack, really almost by accident. And this was Bill Yeoman's words. The Veer offense was predicated on the idea of reading the defense and doing one of three possible things depending upon what the defense actually did. And it worked. Let's go to 1967. 
Houston defeated Michigan State 37-7 on September 23, 1967. Now, Houston entered the game 1-0, but they faced number three Michigan State, who had not lost since the 1966 Rose Bowl. They had won 20 of the last 21 games, and this was a Spartans' first game of the season. The game was played at East Lansing. Houston stunned the number three Spartans, who had won 19 of the last 23 games decisively. The Spartans could not handle the speed of Coach Oman's fear offense, and the offense put up 200 rushing yards and 216 passing yards. That season in 1967, Houston led the nation in rushing 271 yards per game. They led the nation in total offense 428 yards per game, and they were fifth in scoring 32 points per game. Now let's turn to 1968. Houston defeated Tulsa 100-6 on November 23, 1968. Number 11 Houston entered the game 5-1-1. Tulsa entered the game 2-6. This is the last time a Division I school scored 100 points. Coach Yeoman's Veer offense, led by running back Paul Gibson and wide receiver Elmo Wright, surged out to a modest 24-0 lead by halftime. But by the end of the third quarter, Houston built the lead to 51-6. Early in the fourth quarter, Yeoman removed his starters and the backups. They did the majority of the damage. Up 93-6 with one minute left in the game, Tulsa punt and Houston's punt returner, Mike Simpson, fielded the punt and returned it to the house. Now up 99-6. And lining up for the extra point, Houston's fans started chanting, make the kick. And thus history was born. 100-6. The last time... A Division I school hit the century mark in college football. That 1968 season, Houston led the nation in rushing, 362 yards per game. They led the nation in total offense, 562 yards per game, and led the nation in scoring, 43 points per game. The following year, the Veer did the damage again. In 1969, Houston was number two in the nation in rushing, number two in the nation in total offense, and number four in scoring. By 1976, the Houston Cougars found themselves 10-2 at season's end. It was Houston's first year in the Southwest Conference. This was a remarkable achievement. Coach Yeoman's 1976 team won a share of the Southwest Conference Championship, earned a berth in the Cotton Bowl, where they defeated number 4 Maryland 31-24 to finish number 4 in the final AP poll. They were the 11th in the nation in scoring 28.6 points per game. By 1978, Houston found themselves in the Cotton Bowl, which was actually played on January 1st, 1979. They faced Notre Dame, and Notre Dame defeated Houston 35-34 on January 1st, 1979. And this was the game that matched number 10 Notre Dame 8-3 against number 9 Houston 9-2. Houston led 34-12 with seven and a half minutes remaining, and then it happened. Notre Dame quarterback Joe Montana led a furious 23-point rally for the Irish. But see, there's more to hear to tell you. The game was played in a blistering cold weather, 24 degrees, mixed with a 30-mile-per-hour wind. And what that did is it made for a sub-zero wind chill factor. It was cold. With 30 seconds left, Houston faced a fourth and one at their own 29. And instead of punting to give Joe Montana one more shot, they went for it, and they were stopped. On the game's last play, Montana hit Chris Haynes for the win. In 1979, the Houston Cougars finished 11-1. They won the Cotton Bowl by defeating Nebraska 17-14 and finished number five in the final AP poll. That game, the Cotton Bowl, was played on January 1st, 1980. It matched number seven, 
Nebraska's 10 and 1 against number 8, Houston 10 and 1. The game ended in climatic fashion with 19 seconds remaining. Houston was at the 6-yard line and was facing a fourth and goal. Houston's Terry Elston hit Eric Herring for a game-winning touchdown. And again, Houston finished number five in the final AP poll. Now, in this 30-year stretch, two other coaches followed Bill Yeoman and established their own high-scoring machine. Let's turn to the Jack Pardee years. Jack Pardee coached the Houston Cougars from 1987 to 1989. They were 22-11-1 and had won 66.2% of his games. Coach Jack Pardee's Houston Cougars produced the only Heisman winner for the Houston program, quarterback Andre Ware, with a new offensive scheme called the run and shoot. His 1988 team went 9-3 and was ranked 18th in the nation, 3rd in scoring. The 1989 team went 9-2. They were ranked 14th in the nation, and they led the nation in scoring. Jack Pardee is in the College Football Hall of Fame. What was this new run and shoot offense? Well, originally it was the developed by a high school coach, Glenn Tiger Ellison, and refined and popularized by Portland State's offensive coordinator, Mouse Davis. The run and shoot was predicated on a receiver motion offense and on-the-fly adjustments of receivers in their routes to respond to different defenses. It worked. 1988, let's turn to that season. The Houston Cougars were 9-3. and three. In 1988, Jack Pardee unveiled this run and shoot offense on the nation's defenses, and they were not ready for it. Speed, receiver motion, and routes run on the fly. Adjustments immediately made, and the result, huge numbers. This team scored over 60 points three times. They defeated Tulsa 82-28 to and scored 39.5 points per game, third in the nation. Again, they finished ranked number 18. In 1989, on October 21st, the next season, Houston defeated SMU 95-21. to Number 16, Houston entered the game 5-1. They had scored 60-plus points in three of six games up to that point in the season. SMU entered the game 1-4, and four, and this was the season they were coming off the death penalty sanctions. Houston was led by Andre Ware, who would go on to win the Heisman Trophy that season. He passed that day for 517 yards and six touchdowns. Houston set an NCAA record of 1,021 total yards in one game. On its final possession, Houston had a chance to go over 100, but ran out of time on the SMU 17. The 1989 Houston Cougars were 9-2. Jack Pardee's 1989 Cougars obliterated the 1988 season's high-flying offensive numbers as this version of the run and shoot scored over 60 points five times, defeated SMU, as we mentioned, 95-21, to and led the nation in scoring 54 points per game. Quarterback Andre Ware set 26 NCAA records and was awarded the Heisman Trophy. And then they finished number 14 in the final AP poll. They led the nation in passing 511 yards per game. They led the nation in total offense 625 yards per game. And they led the nation in scoring 54 points per game, which was nine points more than the runner-up Nebraska, who was number two in the nation in scoring. In this 30-year stretch, one other coach followed Coach Yeoman and Jack Pardee, and he established his own high-scoring machine. Let's turn to the John Jenkins years. John Jenkins coached Houston from 1990 to 1992. His record was 18-15 and in 155% of his games. Coach Jenkins was a former offensive coordinator to Pardee and continues Pardee's run-and-shoot offensive juggernaut 
seemingly giving the college football world a kind of run and shoot 2.0, better, improved. But this is a strange tale. Let me take a moment to tell you about it. The 1990 Cougars went 10 and 1 and never scored less than 24 points. They put up video game numbers in scoring 51, 56, 62 points twice and 84 points and video game numbers in passing yards and touchdowns. The following season, 1991, they opened with a 73-3 victory over Louisiana Tech. That season, head coach John Jenkins engineered an offense that rang up over 40 points five times, and yet they finished with a 4-7 and seven record. And then in 1992, more of the same pattern emerged, scoring 60 points twice and finishing with a 4-7 and seven record. That started with 1990, where the Houston Cougars finished 10-1. and one. Coach John Jenkins Cougars 1990 team scored 511 points and led the nation in scoring with 47 points per game. At the time, their lone loss to Texas, which was late in the season, they had climbed to number three in the AP poll. Coach Jenkins Juggernaut scored over 50 points five times, over 60 points three times, and defeated Eastern Washington 84 to 21. David Klinger set multiple NCAA records. They finished the season number 10 in the final AP poll. That 1990 team, Houston led the nation in passing yards, 474 yards per game. In total offense, 587 yards per game. And led the nation in scoring, 47 points per game, which was four points more than BYU, who's number two in the nation in scoring. On August 31st, 1991, Houston defeated Louisiana Tech 73-3. This was the opening day of the season and David Klinger passed for an NCAA record six touchdowns in the second quarter. Again, that's six touchdowns in the second quarter, nine touchdowns altogether in the game, and 510 yards to lead the Cougars to victory. I had the opportunity to interview the great David Klinger, and you can listen to that episode. It's episode 77. I asked him, point blank, what was it like running that run-and-shoot offense? And he likened it to a basketball team running a fast break act and react. This interview for me was utterly fascinating. The 1991 team, Houston led the nation in passing yards, 373 yards per game. And in 1992, they led the nation in passing yards, 407 yards per game. And in total, offensive yards, 520 yards per game. In hindsight, the run and shoot was led by two incredible quarterbacks. One who set 26 NCAA records and the quarterback who in the very next season replaced him and broke many of his records. Andre Ware ran the run and shoot from 1987 to 1989. He was the first African-American quarterback to win the Heisman Trophy, as well as the Davy O'Brien Award, which is given to the most outstanding college quarterback. In 1989, again, he set 26 NCAA records as he threw for 4,699 yards, 46 touchdowns, which compiled to 427 yards per game. He was the perfect quarterback for the run-and-shoot offense. Andre Ware is in the College Football Hall of Fame. He was followed by quarterback David Klinger, 1988-1991. to 1991. In 1990, David Klinger passed for 5,140 yards, 54 touchdowns, 468 yards per game, as he perfected the idea of the starting quarterback for the run-and-shoot offense. His accomplishments are simply unparalleled in the annals of college football history. Consider this, on November 17, 1990, 
David Klinger threw for an NCAA record 11 touchdowns against Eastern Washington in an 84-21 victory. On December 2nd, 1990, David Klinger set an NCAA record as he threw for 716 yards against Arizona State, a record which stood until 2004. In 1990, David Klinger was awarded the Sammy Barr Trophy as the nation's top passer, finished number five in Heisman battling. I suppose, in hindsight, some voters may have felt that he was a product of the run-and-shoot offense. I disagree. He was a phenomenal, phenomenal quarterback. David Klinger, to this day, of the pass-happy offenses, still remains number 10 on the all-time list of passing yards for a season, 5,140. And understand this, aside from Ty Detmore, the other nine are far more recent. Now, how dominant was the Houston attack for those 30 years? Consider this. At one time, Houston held 78 individual NCAA records from the Vera offense of Bill Yeoman that led the nation in rushing for years in the 1960s to the run-and-shoot offense of Jack Pardee and John Jenkins that led the nation in passing for years in the 1980s. No other program can aspire to setting the vast magnitude of NCAA records or has put up the numbers like the Houston Cougars. The 30-year stretch of the Houston Cougars from 1962 to 1992 Dare I say, we may never see the lights of it again. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.